There's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Hallelujah. Please stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Lift up your hands. Everybody. I want you to ask the Lord to speak to you this morning. Lift up your hands and tell the Lord, please speak to me. I've come to church. I've come to your presence. Lord, reveal your word to me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for another opportunity that we have to come to your presence. We are so grateful. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guidance into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Right. Last week, I started speaking on the subject the Holy Spirit. How many of you were in church last week? Lift up your hand. Last week Sunday, lift up your hand. Alright. Come with me to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. We are reading from verse 15. John chapter 14. We are reading from verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter. Everybody say another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seared him not neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Last week, we spoke about the fact that when Jesus was about to leave, he made a promise to his disciples that when he goes, he will send them another comforter. Say another comforter. comforter. And we explain that the word comforter means helper. It means a counselor, an assistant, amen, an aid. So Jesus was saying, when I go, I will send you somebody who will be your assistant, your counselor, your helper. And we also explained that he said 
another. He used the word another. And last week, I was teaching you that that word another means alone, which means another of the same kind. How many of you remember that? So Jesus was saying, when I go, I will send to you somebody who is just like me. Hallelujah. And we realize that when Jesus ascended to heaven 10 days later, in Acts chapter 2, this person that he was talking about, the Holy Spirit, came from heaven and came to the face of the earth. Now, today, are you here? I want us to look at the question, who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? How many of you want to know? If you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, who is he? Number one, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. The third person of the Trinity. Or the third person in the Trinity. Amen. Alright. Now we are going to get there gradually. Now, in the scriptures, we find the scriptures telling us about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. How many of you have heard that before? Amen. So, when we talk about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, alright, this is what we mean by the Trinity. The God that we serve, are you listening to me? The God that we serve is one God. Lift up your hand. Say, I serve only one God. Hallelujah. Alright. The God that we serve is one God. Look at Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Hmm. And verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. Here, O Israel, are you there? Deuteronomy. Have you found it? Have you been able to go to Deuteronomy? Should I wait for you? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. How many of you are there? Let up your hand. I want to see. Chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Are you seeing that? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. So, I want you to be very clear in your mind. That 
in Christianity, we do not serve three gods. So when we talk about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we are not talking about three gods. God number one, the Father. God number two, the Son. God number three, the Holy Spirit. No. Alright? God the Father is God. God the Son is God. God the Holy Spirit is God. Hallelujah. It is the same God. But that God, same God who has three distinct personalities or presentations or personalities. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. The same God. So when we say God, He's the Father. He's the Son. He's the Holy Spirit. So the Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Spirit is God. The same God. But this God has three distinct, clear, defined personalities. How many of you understand that? Amen. Let me try to use water to explain to you. Water. Give me some water. Water. Yeah, have water here. All right. Listen carefully. Today you are learning something powerful. How many of you already are interested in what I'm talking about? How many of you are confused about God the Father, God the Son, you know, God the Holy Ghost? Everybody will say, you, you Christians, you have three gods. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, he's one Lord. Now this is water. Look at it. Is it water? Those of you who have done chemistry, the chemical composition of this is two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of what? Oxygen. That is what makes water. How many of you remember? Remember your small science that you did? Yeah. So two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen based up water. So this water. How many of you can see? What is this? Water. But, listen to this. This is called liquid water. It's called liquid water. Why? Because it flows. It moves. It flows. So it's liquid. How many of you agree? So it's water. Water. But we can qualify it and say it is liquid water. How many of you agree? Are you here with me this morning? Then, if we put this water in the deep freezer and allow it to chill for a long time, this same liquid water, when we go for it, it will now be hot. It will now be hot. Block. Or ice. Do you understand it? Eh? It's not hot. Ice. So it is water, but we can qualify it and say it is 
ice water. But is ice water water? Ice water, is it water? Now I'm asking you, is it water? Is ice water water? Good. So whether it is liquid or is ice, it is still water. Then, this same liquid water, if we pour it into a bowl and we put it on fire, after some time, what will happen? It will begin to boil. Is that not so? And when it begins to boil, it begins to go into the, into what? The atmosphere. We call it what? Vapor. We call it what? Vapor. Eh? Vapor. Do you understand it? But that same vapor is it what? Is it what? Water. Because, because, how many of you, if you, if you open, like, for example, if the water that was boiling, okay, it had a cover and then you open it, alright, the, the vapor that comes, or the steam that comes, if it hits your, your hand, alright, you will feel it, that it is what? Water. So, this same water that I'm holding this morning, depending on what we do with it, depending on what we do with it, alright, it can be liquid, it can be solid as block, and it can be vapor. But it is still the same water. You can't say that because it's liquid, it's not water. You can't say that because it is iced or blocked, it is not water. And you can't say that because it is vapor, it is not water. It is water. If you go and test the chemical composition of ice, vapor, liquid, you still get your two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen. So water eh, can exist. Now there is it. If you can understand it, you can understand God. So water can exist in the form of liquid. Water can exist in the form of solid. Water can exist in the form of vapor. How many of you are there? Is it clear? Is it clear to you? In the same way, our God is one God. But he exists as the Father. He exists as a son. He exists as the Holy Ghost. It's a good place for you to clap your hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And do you know that the same water depending on the form in which we find it its use can be different. The same water. Depending on what we want to use it for. So for example, for example, if you are very, very thirsty, listen to me, if you are very, very, very thirsty, you have come from school or you have come from work 
or you know you have come for you are feeling thirsty. All right, what do you need? You need water, is that not so? But what form of water will quickly quench your thirst? Is it vapor water? Is it ice water? Which one will quickly take care of your of your test? Which one? Liquid water. You can take one big water water. Is it five liters? Eh? And drink all. Do you see? So at that time that you really need to quench your test, this is not the time that you're going to use vapor water or ice water. Because when you take the ice, you have to wait. You have to wait for it to for some heat to go over it and for it to melt and melt back into the liquid water. So can you as you have come and you are sitting there in the house, you are feeling thirsty. Now you are watching and the ice block. You have just taken big one. Do you understand it? Now, when the weather is very, very hot, you are feeling hot. There is doom so in your, in, your, in your room. You are sweating. You are feeling uncomfortable. And then you are feeling thirsty. And you are feeling thirsty. Alright? Now at that time, you want to quench your thirst. But you also want to feel comfortable, cooler. So what do you do? You take the liquid water, find some, some ice and add it to it and drink. So this time, you need some ice block. And then, when you want to eat, you are very hungry in the house. You want to eat. We have some plantain. We have some plantain. Your house, you have a little plantain farm, eh, backyard, ba- backyard garden. And you are sitting in the house. You have been fasting from morning to evening. And now it is time to eat. You can feel the hunger in your stomach. How many of you have felt hunger in your stomach before? And now, you want to eat. So you go and take some of the plantain. You peel off the, the, the leaf. You cut it nicely. You put it in your bowl. And now, you need to get it cooked. You need to get it cooked. At that time, alright, you need to put some liquid water on your plantain eh, and up Apply heat to it so that the boiling water your water which is being turned into vapor and steam eh, will affect the plantain make it cooked for you to be able to eat so depending on the use depending on the need that you have water can be used in the form of liquid it can be used in the form of ice. It can be used in the form of steam. Similarly, God is one God. Depending on what he wants to do with his people, his creation, he can relate with them as the Father, he can relate with them as the Son, and he can relate with them as the Holy Spirit. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? Amen? So, our God is one. But just like water, 
Eh? He has three distinct personalities. So, these three personalities of God is what is referred to as the Trinity or the Holy Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I told you that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. So the Father is the first person. The Son is the second person. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. How many of you can understand that? Lift up your hand if you can understand it. Is it clear? Amen. Now, now, in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, God related with his people. Mainly the people of Israel. The Old Testament is the history mainly of the great nation of Israel that God selected. And God related with them principally, mainly as God the Father. You don't hear much. Do you see? It, it, it's there. The Son and the Holy Spirit is there, but, but you don't see much of an interaction of their interaction with the people of the Old Testament. It is there, but it is not as prominent. Principally, you see God the Father, relating with Adam, relating with uh, Noah, relating with Abraham, relating with Isaac, relating with Jacob. Are you getting that? Relating with Moses and all these people. Yeah. One time in Exodus 33, Moses told God, I want to see your face. And God said, no. It's not a good idea. You can't see my face and live. He said, I'll pass by and I'll show you my back parts. So, throughout the history of the nation of Israel, as found in the Old Testament, you see God, the Father, relating with them. At the end of that history, there was what is called the intertestamental period. When we leave Malachi, and then now we enter into Matthew. Hallelujah. Now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John now talk about God the Son. In these books, we see God the Son in action. His birth, his growing up, do you understand it? His baptism, water baptism, Holy Ghost baptism, and then the beginning of his ministry, preaching, teaching, healing, and finally dying on the cross. So, during this New Testament, all right, the period of the Gospels, we see 
the son. God the son. Relating with the people of God on earth. Jesus Christ came to the face of the earth. John chapter 1 verses 1 to 14 tells us that that the word became flesh. And so Jesus came to the face of the earth where he preached about the kingdom of God. He taught about the kingdom of God. Matthew 4, 17, the Bible said that and from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He went to many places, to their villages, to their cities, to their towns, along the shores, on the hills, on the mountains, preaching about the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. How many of you understand that? He healed the sick. He preached. He talked. He related with us as God the Son who came to portray, to reveal, to draw our attention, our attention to the kingdom of his Father. God the Father who was in heaven. So, at that period, you don't see God the Father relating like the way he was relating with Abraham, do you understand it? Isaac, and the rest. Now, you, act, you saw the son, God the son. Because now, there was, there was another need. There was another need. Whereas in the Old Testament, God was revealing himself to the people. In the New Testament, God's agenda was to save his people. So now, he comes, and as God the son, he comes to reveal God's kingdom. The need to enter the kingdom of God. The need to go away from sin. The need to, to repent to man. And whilst, listen to this, whilst God the Son was walking on earth for 33 years, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit were in heaven. How many of you can understand that? Wow. Wow. Today we are answering the question, who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Holy Trinity. Now, listen carefully. I'm coming to the end of the preaching. After three years of preaching, Jesus began to tell the disciples, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to be killed. He began to reveal to them why he came. And he was arrested and crucified on a cross in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Now, he knew that he was going to die. And so he told the disciples, when I go, when I go, you will not be orphans. Look at John chapter 14 and verse 18. When I go, you will not be orphans. And I was explaining to you, look at that. John 14, 18. 
I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Give me the NIV. Give me the NIV. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Why was Jesus saying that? Jesus, in the life of the disciples, was their father, their mother, their provider, their healer. Do you understand it? The person who took care of them and all that. Now that he was going, he was telling them, I will not leave you as orphans. Why? 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 He said, I will come back to you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Hallelujah. Alright? How was he going to come? He said, when I go, I will pray to the Father. Look at the system. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. So Jesus was saying, now I am getting ready to go. But when I go, alright, you will not be alone. You will not be orphans. I used to help you. I will send you another helper. I used to feed you. I will send you somebody who will make sure that that happens. I used to, I used to, anything that I used to do, I am going to send somebody like, I'm going to ask the father to send somebody like myself who will come and help you to do the same things. Amen. Amen. When Jesus died, he rose up after three days and walked the face of the earth all together for 40 days. He was seen by many people. Mary Magdalene saw him. Eh? The apostles saw him. In John 20, they saw him. Ten of them. Thomas was not there. Later on, when Thomas was around, they saw him again. He revealed himself to 500 disciples at the same time. Amen. And at the end of that period, in Acts chapter 1, look at Acts chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, quickly. And while they look steadfastly towards heaven, now go to Go to verse, verse uh, 9. And when they are spoken these things, while they behead, give me the NIV so that we can understand it. After he said this, he was taken up before their eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. So this is after he has resurrected and, and walked the face of the earth for another 40 days. People saw him when he resurrected. They saw him. And now, he was with his disciples eh, on Mount Olives. And then he spoke to them. And after he said this, go to verse, verse 9 again. After he said this, he was taken up before their, their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. So, watch this. They were speaking with Jesus. Come. No, you come. Yes, my brother, yes. So we will speak of him. Come, those of you here, come. Come, so this is Jesus. Come, those of you here. So we are the disciples. They were speaking of him. He was talking to them. Then suddenly, the Bible said, after he said this, he was taken up. He was woke up. They saw him going up. He was taken up before their eyes 
and a cloud hid him from their sight. Now, if you have somebody and a person is going up, what will you do? You begin to do like this. They were doing like this. So as they were, they lifted up their eyes and they were watching verse 10. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them and said, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Clap your hands for the Lord. Give the Lord a wonderful clap of hands. Now, put these two chairs up. Right. So, but yeah, you sit here. Where's Jesus? Watch this. When he left and he ascended into heaven, the Bible said that he went to sit at the right hand. Side of the Father. Of the Father. Okay? Then, come. Sit here. Who is this? Who is this? I can't hear. Who is this? Jesus said, when I go, I will pray the Father and he will send you another comforter. Amen? So, I need, I need a lot of people. Move. Those of you here, move. Move. Come and sit. Come and sit here. Yes. On that row. Quickly. Plenty of you. Come. Sit here. Yes. Come. Yes. Watch this. Watch this. These are the disciples in the upper room. They are praying. Peter and the rest. Now pray. We are praying. Jesus said they shouldn't go anywhere. They should, they should wait and pray. Watch this. When Jesus left, he went to sit at the right hand of the Father and then said to the Father, Now that I have come, there is nobody to help them. I've asked them to preach. I've asked them to evangelize. I've asked them to go and heal the sick. I've asked them to go and continue the work that you gave to me. But now that I have come, there is nobody to help them. Please, can you send the Holy Spirit to go and help them? So, Acts chapter 2 from verses 1. So, as they were praying, as they were praying, as they were praying, alright, the Bible said that when the day of Pentecost came, which was 10 days after Jesus had ascended, they were all together in one place. Look at them. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seems to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. 
So when Jesus told the father, tell him, tell him. Father, please, as I have come, can you please send a helper to the disciples? So the father, the father told the Holy Spirit, you now go. The Holy Spirit now. The Holy Spirit now. The Holy Spirit now. The Holy Spirit now. Listen. So, on the day of Pentecost, this comforter that Jesus spoke about came. And this is the good news. The good news is that since he came, he has not left. He is with us. Hello? 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 Now, watch this. So, I want, I, want, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. Oh, please send this back. Send it back. Where is Jesus? Watch. I'm ending my message. And next week, God will we'll pick it from here. Watch this. Watch this. Come. Sit here. Come, brother. Sit here. This is the church. You can see. Joseph Chapel. This is the church. This is the church. The work of the church. Jesus told us, Matthew chapter 28, 18 to 20. Acts 1, 8. Luke 24, 47. 45 going. Mark 16, 15 going. He said, go and preach and make disciples of all nations. Hallelujah. Watch. So when he went to help us to do our area fellowship work, our satellite church work, our crusades, our music work, choir, whatever we are doing to promote the kingdom of God, the Holy Spirit came to be a helper to the church. So now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I'm ending. Watch this one. You see? Because this, this is why a lot of us are not benefiting from the Holy Spirit. Where is God the Father? God the Father is in heaven. Sitting in his throne. God the Father. Give us a wave. Why is God the Son who came to preach to us about the kingdom of God? Who came to shed his blood? Where is he? He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. So Jesus is sitting right. Next week I'm going to show you all those scriptures. At the right hand of God the Father interceding for us. Where is God the Holy Spirit? God the Holy Spirit is on earth. He has been on earth since the day of Pentecost to help the church. Now, this is the problem. When we get up as Christians, he is the one that has been sent to help us. When the church is not growing, he can help us with his power. When we don't know what to do, he can help us. But our mistake is that most Christians, we are praying to God the Father. I need a wife. I need a mountain. Help me, Lord. Lord Jesus. And Jesus is saying, what is wrong with these people? What is wrong? 
I told you that I will send you another helper. The helper is, is, is in your life. The helper is in your life. And you are crying to me for help. The helper is here. That is why I'm teaching you about the Holy Spirit. Because in your life as a Christian, in you, with you, upon you, by you, is the Holy Spirit. But the problem is that you don't know him. Most Christians don't know the Holy Spirit. And don't relate to him. They don't relate to him. And therefore, they cannot benefit from him. Hallelujah. So this is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. That has been sent as the comforter, the helper, the advocate, the counselor, the aide, the assistant to the church to help us to do the work of God and to help us in our own lives, in every area of our lives. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? Next week, next week, I'll teach you and give you several scriptures that will show you that God the Father is in heaven. The Son is seated at his right hand. And then the Holy Spirit is on earth. And now we'll continue to find out the Holy Spirit. Why is he a person? Why is the Holy Spirit a person? We'll find out. And then we'll find out, now that he's on earth, what does he do? How does he help us? All these are ahead of us. Clap your hands for the Lord and stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a wonderful clap offering. How many of you are understanding the Holy Spirit? How many of you are understanding the Holy Spirit? Lift up your hands and tell the Holy Spirit, I love you. Tell him, I love you so much. Lift up your two hands, everybody. Everybody. Lift up your two hands. Say, I love you, dear Holy Spirit. I love you. I love you. Lift up your hands, everybody. Tell him, I love you. I love you, Lord Holy Spirit. I love you so much. I love you. I love you. Thank you that you are in my life. Lord Holy Spirit will recognize your presence in our lives as a helper, as a counselor, as our aid, our assistant, our Lord. Come on, speak to him right now. Appreciate him. Acknowledge his presence. I want to hear you praying. Everybody praying. And tell him, I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my life. Dear Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. Dear Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. Dear Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. Dear Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. Dear Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful person that we have sent into our lives. Thank you for the opportunity to relate to him. Thank you for the opportunity to receive his guidance and his help. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord.
How many of you have understood that our God is one God? Can you now explain your God? Uh, somebody tell that. You Christians, you say, no, 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 no. Let me explain it to you. You don't understand it. You don't understand it. You don't understand it. Hallelujah. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Now, this morning, I want to pray with you to give your life to Jesus Christ. For you to become a child of God. Maybe your friend invited you to come to church. But you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Maybe you came on your, on your own. Maybe one of our pastors or our shepherds invited you. And that is how you came. But you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior yourself. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. As every eye is closed, wherever you are standing. Can we all stand, please? Can we all stand and close your eyes? Everybody stand and close your eyes. Wherever you are standing, if you want me to pray for you to give your life to Jesus, right now, lift up your right hand. I'll pray for you. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. Pastor, pray for me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. God bless you. Lift up your hand very high. Father, thank you for my brothers and my sisters who have lifted up their hands. What a blessing. What a blessing that is coming into their lives. Now, all those of you who have lifted up your hands, I want you to do one more thing. Take your Bible, your bag, whatever you came to church with, leave your seat and come to me to the front here. Leave your seat and come. 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 Make sure. Make sure that you have taken your Bible, your bag, whatever you brought. Come. Come. Leave your seat and come. Leave your seat and come. Now clap your hands for them. I Clap your hands for them. Everything I give to you. Clap your hands for them. Holding nothing. With holding nothing. I surrender all to you. Hallelujah. Now, those of you here, look at me. Look at me. I'm going to pray with you. I want you to pray the prayer with me. Close your eyes. Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, I believe with my heart that you are Lord. I confess you as my Savior. Please forgive me for my sins. Please come into my heart and save my soul. Wash me in your blood and make me your child. Thank you, dear Jesus, for saving me. Amen. been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon. Opus is a Collegon main game. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His present service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Ghana, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 
9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.